So welcome back to the square. Uh, I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. With me, the other host, Curtis the Fourth. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so today's episode, we are going to dive into not the overwhelming free agency class that's coming in, just the quarterbacks, this quarterback carousel that we're kind of looking at. Moving forward, as a lot of QB movement is happening uh, in the NFL, unprecedented as much as as it is right now. So uh, we just wanted to talk about a few of those topics uh, and get kind of in-depth with a few of those guys, and uh, we'll kind of take it from there. So let's just go ahead and dive right in. Um, I would say we should kick things off with a move that's already happened. Um, So your thoughts, what are you thinking about when it comes to the Stafford golf deal between uh, Detroit here and the Rams? Um, I think it was a win-win for um, both teams. Uh, and the aspect of, I'm not a huge personal Jared golf fan. However, if you ever, if you know anything about the history of Detroit, I think they did everything they could do with Matthew Stafford. I don't think Matthew Stafford should be blamed as for why the Detroit Lions were not successful or or uh, why they didn't um, have as much success as they could have had. I don't think it fell on any one person. I think this is more looking at it from an organizational standpoint. And if anything, Detroit get, got it right by <clears throat> doing what they did not do by repeating the past of like what they did with Barry Sanders back in yep. back years ago um, by just holding, you know, getting this guy into a place of a holdout or a situation of, of sorts and basically just graciously actually trading him away and trading him actually to a contender to give him an opportunity to continue his career. Um, yeah. And vice versa for Jared Goff, I think it's a plus for Detroit. I think Detroit needed a new direction and a fresh start. And I think Jared Goff, for what his skill set is and for what he can provide to a to the team. I think it's a really uh, it was a um it was a really uh, it was a good move for Detroit. I don't gonna say it was a bold move, but it was probably bold in the aspect that they don't make a lot of trades. Yeah. Know? So <laughs> it kind of came Nobody out of in the NFC North does really and that's the sad thing. It's just like the, it feels like they kind of waste talent in the <laughs> North where you've got such Great talents like you got Brian Urlacher in in Chicago, and you've got Matthew Stafford, Barry Sanders in Detroit. You got Aaron Rodgers in, in Green Bay, Adrian Peterson in Minnesota. So I mean, like, and none of them really did anything with those talents. I mean, besides uh, Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, obviously you get a Super Bowl, but outside of that, I mean, he hasn't been back. So right. it's just you you don't want to see a talent like Matthew Stafford because to me he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks that I've ever seen in the NFL, and that's only because he is on Detroit. Nobody talks about him because they don't win games. They 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 don't have that long storied history of success or anything like that. And so for them to be able to get him to a contender, like you said with the, with the Rams, I think that was a huge win for Matthew Stafford in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people from the conversations that I've had previous about it is that it puts a lot of stress and a lot of pressure on the Rams now to do everything that they can to win. And I'm like, yeah, yes and no, but they were in the same position last year. So I really don't feel like this changes their their situation only with the fact that they don't have any more first round picks for another three years, I think. So not at all. And it's a little a bit of a hand scratcher when you looked at the deal from the Rams' point of view, because the question is what are they doing in the future or is you know, with this deal, how do they build off the deal? Is it do yeah. they stay where they are? Because if, if they if, if everything just holds serve the way it is right now, they're basically saying they're ready to win now. Yeah. And I didn't get the uh, 
that impression that they were ready to win right now or they were just a quarterback away. I think they made strides to be a, con- a playoff contender, but I'm not I'm I want to I want to take pause to say that they are a Super Bowl contender just yet. Yeah. Uh, Stafford is definitely a step in the right direction, but I'm more curious as to see what they do behind this deal. So. Yeah, because for me, it wasn't like you said, it's not just the, they weren't just a quarterback away. It, but like you said, Stafford is clearly an upgrade from Jared Goff. Jared Goff had some issues with just decision making and, and being able to be uh, that leader in the locker room mm-hmm. uh, and kind of galvanizing that offense to do what it needed to do. Um, I'm interested to see how Matthew Stafford gels with those receivers. If they can get them an extra receiver on that offensive side, that would be interesting because uh, I don't think Cooper Cup can do it by himself. I know they got Robert Woods and they're kind of like that 1A, 1B, but I think you need a certifiable number one wide receiver there for Matthew Stafford. He's had Calvin Johnson in the past. Get him somebody, clearly not on Calvin Johnson's level, just a, somebody that you can say is a number one uh, so that he can go out there and, and – have the best weapons possible because I think that running back wise Cam Akers definitely is kind of stepped into his own towards the end of this season uh, as a rookie and uh, he can continue that growth that progression going into next year I think the offense clearly gets better with Matthew Stafford um, but it's going to have to all come together with playing cohesively with the defense and the special teams and that, all that for for the Rams but I really do like the compensation that uh Detroit got back. It's not just Jared Goff. You're getting two ones in the future and you're getting a three this year. So that's going to be really big for them. Uh, I think that um, for them, I never really saw Detroit as this team that's really honestly down in the dumps. They're one of the worst franchises in history. I, I don't see them as that as of late the, these last uh, few years since uh, 2016. I think it was when they last made the playoffs uh, and they got knocked out. Um, they, they've they just been like a couple of pieces away from kind of putting it all together and obviously a head coach away uh, from getting it all put together. Uh, so I think that uh, with this move, they're able to get a few young pieces put into some other key spots because I like where the defense is heading. They just need to put that all together. I'm not really sold on Dan Campbell. I mean, he's really going to have to prove it. Uh, Biden off kneecaps and <laughs> this, that, and the other for for him. But uh, if he can prove that that he can kind of get these guys kind of whipped into, into shape, here. Wasn't that the craziest <laughs> it was, game rant you ever heard in your life? Not even. It, it says, a it was, I don't know what that was. I, that, that had to be. That was hilarious. I, I, we'll we can get into that later. It's just uh, with, with him being Absolutely. the new head coach. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully it's a step in the right direction for them, but it, it, it's. I think that they need just a few more pieces here or there to finish things out, uh, to, to try to become a contender to make the playoffs uh, in the future here. Because this is a tough division, in all honesty. I mean, Minnesota's going in the wrong direction, uh, as we've seen over the last two years. Uh, but I think Green Bay, obviously, one of the best in the NFC as a whole. And then you have Chicago, who I think is just two, three pieces away from being uh, a, a real Super Bowl contender. You need to figure out your defensive backs and you need to figure out your quarterback position. Huge positions to figure out, but two positions that if they solve that uh, anytime soon, they're, they're going to be... Uh, they're, they're going to be in, in Super Bowl contention for sure uh, in, in the next few years. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, you have any other thoughts on, on those two? Um, you pretty much... I don't want to... Uh, regurgitate what you just stated. I think you covered all the points. Um, and again, I just rant the Rams. I think um, they got they they 
The Rams ended up getting Matthew Stafford, and that was great, as it was stated. But it seemed like that's really all they got out of the deal. And again, they're not. They wasn't. They wasn't one player away, and they definitely wasn't a quarterback yeah. away. Um, maybe a couple of pieces away, um, arguably. But with that being said, when you flip up on the verse on the on the flip side, we have Detroit, where they did get Jerry Goff, but they got a lot of insurance with him. And yeah. I like that deal. But if I'm Detroit, I'm feeling really good about my time right now. And if I'm the Rams, I feel good right now, pending the outcome. Yeah. You know, and because by we 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 you know. We could be at this time next year talking about how Matthew Stafford is already being moved on somewhere else, or the Rams is just blowing up the whole program. Yeah. If it don't work out, if or if it just doesn't, if, if they, they if they, they get regress, not, it's going to be a problem. Not even if they regress, I think that a lot of people are going to be outraged if they even make it this as far as they did this year, losing the Green Bay in the divisional round. Because at the end of the day, you're you don't have a future in the draft. Right. You've got three years with no first round picks. I'm pretty sure they don't even have a second round pick this year. So you're kind of looking at a situation where, where do you go from here if it doesn't work out? Um, but I mean, I, I think that it, it's not at it's not the end of the world if they don't make it this year. Uh, I know that he's got like a two year deal left. Matthew Stafford does. So I mean, you got one year to figure something out now, and then next year build around that a little bit more, especially with the whole salary cap situation where we don't even know what it is right now. So we think it's going to go down, and then hopefully the TV uh, rights deal get figured out so that they can figure out the salary cap moving forward and kind of push it out for a couple of years, um, and then that way uh th- all these teams don't get really hampered by losing 20 million dollars over the next 2 years to try to figure out uh what they're doing with their uh w- with their rosters moving forward so uh, i think that's going to be really one of the key things to watch out for is how do these teams moving forward figure out their the rest of their rosters kind of building around uh th- this kind of huge trade uh that that just went down so yeah all right <clears throat> You get there? Mm-hmm. So then the next thing that I have on my list to talk about, uh, and it's just honestly a bigger situation than anything else right now. It's what we're all, we're all thinking about uh, is Deshaun Watson and the Houston situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'll start and, and just kind of, I gave a lot of my thoughts last week. So a lot of people know what, how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking about when it comes to that. Um, but really... I just think Houston needs to to kind of come to the realization that Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be there. And if that's the case, we need to move on. We need to get whatever haul we can for him moving forward right now as soon as possible. Uh, because if we don't, we're going to be kind of crap out of luck at the end of the day mm-hmm. when you're looking at uh, kind of if, if you wait until after the draft a lot of these teams will already have made their decision on who they want as their quarterback because they're not making a decision. It sounds like Houston wants to try to force him to come back to training camp and then see how things are looking. And then hopefully he'll just fall in love with the new head coach. Honestly, it does the, 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 
it, I don't think that that is ever going to happen just because the, the, the situation has already been kind of strained to a point where Deshaun Watson has made his decision. He's officially asked for a trade, meaning that he's at the point of no return. He doesn't want to be there. He, he, he doesn't want to try to mend fences anymore. I feel like he's tried that over the last two years because you don't ask for a trade just willy-nilly like that. This has been something in a long time coming for them. Uh, there's been a lot of issues that he's had and you guys have made promises to him and you haven't followed through on them. So at the end of the day, they, they need to kind of wake up and, and, and make that decision saying, hey, OK, he's not coming. Figure it out. Well, let's let's get what we can for him. I, I agree. Agreed. And and as the week kept developing, un, unfortunately, for me, it was a slam dunk. I mean, I was kind of like, eh, there's always a chance that he can turn. He can, he can change his mind and come back. Or they'll come to some kind of agreement, or find some, um, um, <clears throat> you know, middle ground where they can find to make this relationship work and uh, and kind of reconcile the relationship between uh, Watson and, and the organi- an yeah. upper organization. However, another news story broke, and I'm this is all in connection to Houston. But once I heard that JJ Watt was leaving, <laughs> now if I am the starting quarterback a disgruntled starting quarterback on my franchise that I've already said yeah. I wanted to have a trade. I don't like the direction of the decision makers that they made or they have reneged and have, have made false promises and, 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 and have, have, have led me astray and told me one thing and did another. And I don't really have any faith in that. And then they now get rid of their number one defensive player. Um, after already getting rid of their number one offensive player outside of himself being, you know, um, being um, um Hopkins yeah. from last year to just get back David Johnson and nothing's wrong with David Johnson people Let's- no there are things wrong with David Johnson let's not sugarcoat it he is not what he used to be he had one good year he's and not he's a completely bad player. <laughs> he's not a bad player I, he's getting a bad rap based on his circumstance and the situation and who he got traded for which is what I was getting to <laughs> I mean did he play better than Deshaun Hopkins I mean than, than um, DeAndre Hopkins than DeAndre Hopkins absolutely not and also they don't play the same position but yeah. my point being was <laughs> You know, you it has been a just a a um a consistent pattern of we, they're just they they are going through a rebuild or they are dismantling the team. Call it what you want to call it, but mm-hmm. whatever the case is, this team is not not showing any kind of positive sign of rebuild or building or building in the right direction. So it's a lot of addition by subtraction, and and there's no addition by addition. What yeah. I'm seeing and. Once I heard that story, I'm almost certain that Deshaun Watson, it's a foregone conclusion. He's gone. You know, yeah. and if yeah, like as you were sharing, if if Houston has any any um <clears throat> any kind of self-awareness. Um, self-awareness, common sense, <laughs> uncommon sense, <laughs> foresight, anything, crystal yeah. ball, I mean, <laughs> whatever you could do, the great eye, whatever, to see into um into the near future. Now is the time to strike. Get as many assets as you can. I could not have reiterated this enough last um, a week or so ago, but they need to reiterate this, you know, that they they, they seriously need to get as many assets as they possibly can. They really need to start trying to shop him now because by the time the draft comes, it is a done deal. They will be getting or they'll be getting rid of Deshaun Watson on pennies on the, on pennies on the dollar at Mm -hmm. that point. And they'll be great. They'll be happy if they can get away with a second round draft pick. Just, just you know, in the midst of a deal at this point, because after the draft, right, because it, it's over at that point, everybody's going to have what they have 
whether that's a new future quarterback or at the end of the day, it's going to be somebody else that they've already signed to however much money for however long you've already got that locked in and those guys can't be traded. And and, and it's just, you're, you're losing leverage every day that goes by. And I mean, Right. And at this point, you're just trying to find a team to try to snag the best talent off that may not necessarily be the best fit at this point. And you basically you're not giving yourself many options to work with. And a lot of people are saying like Miami is going to be the best like situation for him. Uh, And arguably, yes, but I I don't know if Miami is going to be committed to trading away to a to a to them, because I mean, Yes, it wasn't the most spectacular rookie season by any stretch of imagination, but he was nowhere near bad by any stretch of imagination. He's a learning quarterback that that needs to figure out the NFL game a little bit more. Uh, but he definitely showed signs of, of promise and being somebody who can definitely lead a team. And he's been in that situation and been in that organization for a year. He's kind of got his, his foot up on everything that's going on there. Not sure if that would be a good fit. Um, I don't know if Chicago has the assets to trade for him because they don't really we just got back our first first round draft pick since the Khalil Mack trade um, and then you also got the Jets where yes he wants Robert Sala but will they be I mean will the, do they want Sam Darnold back like so it, already it, there's questions with every um, destination that he possibly could go to um, I, I know some of these teams won't care about how much they have to give up to get him um, but at, at the end of the day uh, Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause so the trade has to be somewhat comparable for the team that's getting Deshaun because he wants to go to a winning situation he's already made the playoffs he's already lost in the playoffs he's won a game in the playoffs he wants to win a Super Bowl and he wants to start building that legacy now because he's already got a, a fellow draft mate in uh, Patrick Mahomes, who's been to two Super Bowls, is a Super Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl champion. So uh, he, he's kind of competing with him. And Deshaun Watson, he started out his rookie year. He was going to be the rookie of the year, no doubt, until he had that ACL injury. So, I mean, we wouldn't, I think we wouldn't really be talking about Patrick Mahomes as much. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is still a great talent and he's still in a great situation. And I'm not saying that this would have changed anything, but if I don't know if. Uh, Deshaun Watson, if he would have got injured that season, if we are in this situation at all, because we don't know where that team would have gone. Right. So that that's just where I'm at with it. I, I mean, if you want to hear my full thoughts on, on Deshaun Watson, uh, definitely go check the the podcast out from uh, last week because that was or two weeks ago rather because uh, that was definitely where we we came in and and I I went all the way in on taking a full segment to talk about how Deshaun Watson and, and the Houston situation really needs to be rectified as soon as possible so uh, and it still hasn't so I, I'm not I'm not holding my breath for Houston to do anything or do the smart thing anytime soon well they may not however <laughs> uh, I I still, if I had to, because what does the Sean Watson thing, I've said it from day one and I'm saying it now and I, I mean it even more so now. When I say he's gone, I, I've almost, for certain, I know where he's going. Where's that? I, and, and it's funny you just said that. I really believe he's going to Miami. And, <laughs> and, and there's a reason why I said this. It's not from, you made an eloquent point as to this, the, 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 the example you gave us 
could be almost applied to all 30 teams or 32 teams in the league. Now, in Miami's case, I want to say it's a little different simply because you got to look at it from a historical standpoint. Miami is a proud franchise. Yeah. And since the days of Dan Marino, they have been trying desperately to get back to prominence and they have yeah. not had a comparable quarterback since then. That I don't believe that because, well, I'm not saying before I say this, nobody try to clip this and try to say that I'm an idiot or anything like that. I believe Ryan Tannehill, not that he is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He is not on Deshaun Watson's level by any stretch of imagination. Let me say that now. My issue, though, is that with Ryan Tannehill, we see that he's able to lead a team to the playoffs and win games in the playoffs. Yes, if they're Tennessee. <laughs> yes, if they're Tennessee. Or if your head coach isn't Adam freaking Gase. That's the issue there. Like, that's at the end of the day. I, I don't like uh, Yes, Deshaun Watson is by far better. And I don't want to get into a tangent on how much I hate Adam Gase. I don't want to do it. But... I have to say that about Ryan Tannehill and his tenure with Miami only because Adam Gase was his head coach for a large majority of that time. Back to your point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. And, you know, that's, that's, that's a view. Um, so, again, <laughs> I, I, I'm saying if they – from the aspect they have an opportunity yes. to land the, the best quarterback they would have had since Dan Marino. Yeah. And I'm of the opinion that I think Miami, the city of Miami is, you know, and Miami Dolphin fans, not necessarily the city of Miami, because it's kind of a fair weather yeah. city. Well, but Florida, the, anywhere in Florida. <laughs> truth be told. <laughs> but they do have a very, very... um loyal dolphin fans yeah in a dolphin following and with that and it goes back oh my god it that's not just in miami that's across the country and they I mean and i'm talking when you look at it from a historical aspect there are still a lot of old school fans yeah that are looking to see you know to see miami get back to their heyday you know with that i think that element alone keeps them in the running and in the race. That's why I keep them at the front at the, as a front runner. Now, could someone else possibly get them? Of course, somebody can make an offer, you know, an offer that you just can't refuse. And of course he has the no trade clause and he has been open to Miami. That's why I, I mean, I understand Miami may end up having to give up too much where well, that's where I was going to come in, and mm-hmm. I, that's why I also believe he he's more than likely is going to end up in Miami. Is because well, one, just even this morning we're recording here on February sixteenth, we had him come out with the or his agent came out with a picture that he put on social media of him hanging out with Miami players already. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to nightclubs out there in in the first place. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he he and he's I, I'm like I said last week, I, I'm almost positive he's given a short list of the teams that he wants to go to. And I'm almost certain Miami is on there. Um, But at the end of the day, um, when it comes down to it, Miami has a lot of draft assets over the next two years. They've got two first round picks this year. They've got like, I think like five picks in the top 100 or something like that just this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and then next year, I think they've got another two first round picks. Like they, they have the assets to trade for them. If they want to give up Tua, who is, Arguably, I mean, he he is a, a first round pick from last year. He you can give up another one this year. You still have one this year. You can give up what four threes if, if you want to the next six years, whatever you want to do. You could just end up kind of finagling a trade where you're not really 
mortgaging your entire future. And, and that's where I think that that's where um, Deshaun Watson's no trade clause comes in really mm-hmm. handedly because if they do give up what he thinks is too much, he could be like, no, rework that deal. <laughs> like, right. like Miami, you need to take some of that stuff back because we're, we're going to need a couple of that moving forward or, or what have you. Because at the end of the day, if that's the place he wants to go to, he's not going to have them mortgage their future because he doesn't want to be in the exact same situation he's in with Houston right now, who has no first round picks. Right. In, in Miami holds their number three overall pick in Houston's pick from the De- DeAndre Hopkins trade. Uh, and this, this is what I'm getting <laughs> at. They hold all the keys where and, and if this deal goes through, however it goes through, don't be surprised. Surprised if, if 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 Tua is not even a part of the deal, like Tua still remains in Miami with him. You know that they, they I, have if, a lot of assets. If that happens, that's another trade that can go down where you could trade him to Chicago. You could trade him to the to the Jets because a lot of teams are looking for a hard reset right now. And I I would be hard pressed to see Houston not force Tua to be in that deal because you're giving up a generational quarterback. Let me even have the opportunity to have somebody who mm-hmm. possibly possibly can just be a sufficient quarterback over the next few years to just bring some stability right. to my franchise. Uh, so I, I would imagine that they a two would have to be in that deal to get done. Uh, plus uh, either two or three more first round picks is that I feel like the three first round picks is kind of the starting point for uh, Deshaun Watson right now. Um, I don't know if I'm giving up three ones and and Tua for that. I'm just sorry. Well, that's what I'm saying. Tua would be one of the ones, oh, and you can give yeah. up two more because Tua already is a first round pick. That that's what I'm saying. True. That's that's absolutely true. And you know, and that's what I'm saying. I, I said, don't be surprised if he's not even a part of the deal. Yeah. Like I don't think it's a slam dunk that he has to be in a deal for a deal to get done. Yeah. That's all. That that's really all I'm saying. And which I'm only speaking to. I believe, um, Miami has that just that much leverage. But with that being said, I think they also can be outbidded. And I think they definitely can be outbidded by the Jets. Because I think the Jets mm-hmm. have even more assets. Now, I don't think they can sell winning as greatly, but but you have this you had to take in the whole account of is New York City and there's opportunities for money to be made and um yeah. and, and that and um you know and um at, um Advertisement, you know, yeah, and, and, advertising dollars, exactly, and, and you know, so it's not all about just on the field. It's just it opens up so many other avenues. Now, that's that would be my number two, but I, I really believe, being that he's a Southern guy, I, I, does he really want to play in the cold, the coldness of yeah. of late October and November, December, and football in, in New York, where struggling football, where you know he has to pull pull this team, this franchise back, and pull them in the right in, in the right direction, which is a Another one of these storied franchises that have have fallen far from grace from from years past. For but, sure, um, I think those are your two front runners. But don't be surprised if some dark horse team coming out of nowhere. Um, you already mentioned like your Chicago's because who knows? I mean, maybe this is the year Chicago gets Super Bowl and just trades the house for for this guy. And uh-huh. that's and if they do that, okay, it's official. We have started our our rebuild and we have started it out right for the first time in franchise history. Yeah. So, yeah. So that I mean, just if remains Chicago easy. was going to do it, this would be the year just being how desperate Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are going to be to save their jobs. Uh, Cause I mean, even though Matt Nagy has been, He's he's been to two playoffs in the three years that he's been the head coach. So he hasn't won a game, unfortunately. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely something all of Chicago is pulling for. But we definitely think that. I mean, if he 
is, is looking to make sure that he he's going to continue being a head coach in the NFL and Ryan Pace wants to continue being a GM in the NFL. You've, you've come into Ryan Pace has come into this job with a big misstep to start out with, with, trading up to try to get Mitch Trubisky in the draft where you have Deshaun Watson and you have uh, Patrick Mahomes. Has that move ever been explained? Like literally to any of the fan base or anyone in the NFL? Has that, has that, I mean, literally, has that ever been explained what that move was about? I believe the move was they were afraid that somebody else was talking to San Francisco about trading to that pick to try to get Mitch Trubisky. For me, it's I don't care. I, I'm pissed about it because no matter what, I'm not upset that we didn't land Patrick Mahomes, Chicago, uh, in that sense. Because Ch- I don't Patrick think Mahomes, anybody can from one to ten. They can't. Nobody was looking at them except for Kansas City. But and, and the story has been told from Kansas City's point of view time and time again. Now that he's won a Super Bowl, been to two Super Bowls, has a Super Bowl MVP, they talk about how the the scout that was there was a like he was a friend uh, of the situation happening down in Texas Tech. He saw him and they watched him, and the scout was kind of getting waved off by An- Andy Reid in the first place because they were like, "Dude, get out of here with this Pat Mahomes. He can throw it ninety thousand yards and on one bound from his knees and and all this." He didn't care at the time because they had a a very great great quarterback in Alex Smith. And they thought that they were literally just a couple more pieces away on that offensive side of the ball from winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the end of the day, um, I, I'm not upset with Chicago missing on him because nobody else had him on their big boards at all the league missed. in the first half of the first, first round. So we were at the number three pick sitting there and, it was almost eschewing that we were going to take Deshaun Watson for the entire offseason until I think about a week, week and a half before the draft that Mitch Trubisky's name started to get into the talks. And then somehow he shot up to number one on almost everybody's draft boards. And that that's the reason why when it happened and we drafted Mitch Trubisky, I wasn't as upset with it at the time because he was at the top of almost everybody's big boards at the time, which, but I just didn't understand because I'm watching college football. This guy only has one year, didn't even make the college football playoff. He didn't do anything special spectacular at North Carolina in, in all honesty. He was a decent, just kind of this run of the mill <clears throat> kind of traditional quarterback. And it was just like, okay, but you have this once in a lifetime athlete at the quarterback position who can throw the ball. He's just won a national championship. He, 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 it didn't make any sense to me why you would go with Trubisky over Deshaun Watson after what we saw Deshaun Watson do where he's competing with, arguably uh, an NFL franchise in Alabama for three years at that time. And he was in every single one of those games that he played against them. So, you know what it was going to take for Chicago to actually get them to to get Deshaun Watson. This is what it always comes down to. Chicago has, they they have one of the most spottiest, you know, draft histories ever, you know, in, 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 in in the um, NFL. And with that being said, it was going to take this. Unless Deshaun Watson had won the Heisman, they wasn't gonna. I, I mean, the Bears must lead the league in drafts and Heisman running backs, so, you know, or whoever won the Heisman. You know, they just they they'll break their neck to get this this player. Let me be very clear: they passed on Randy Moss. 
for Heisman for 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 Mr. Curtis Enos. And if anybody wants to look him up, Google him. <laughs> Curtis Enos, E N I S, okay? That's who they passed up Randy Moss for. So here we are, re- history repeating itself again. And now we got Mitchell Trubisky and not Deshaun Watson. And now we're back to Deshaun Watson is on the trading block. <laughs> well, let, let, I mean, we're already talking about it. Let's talk about Chicago's QB situation a little bit more. You've got, <laughs> you've got Nick Foles and you've got Mitch Trubisky. I think Nick Foles is a huge trade asset. Um, in my opinion right now, I think the, the kind of pecking order for Chicago's target list should be a thousand percent do whatever you can to go get Sean Watson. You 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 messed up once on missing on him. Don't miss on him again. <laughs> and then next I would go it's kind of two A, two B for me, Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz. Now, the Dak Prescott situation a thousand percent hinges on what the heck happens with Jerry Jones and this long term deal that uh Dak is looking for. Uh, or or sorry, a, a shorter long-term deal that Dak is looking for. He want, he wanted a four-year deal going into last year. They wanted a, a five-year deal uh, so that when these TV rights deals come up, they don't have to pay him again. Uh, mm-hmm. Another huge deal. But no matter what, you're going to have to. And I, I don't know if I don't know if Dak Prescott has kind of changed his mind on that uh, or if he's kind of wanting to give in and just, hey, let's, let's go ahead and do this. Or if Jerry Jones is ready to try to franchise tag him again and have to pay him 40 million or 45 million. I don't even know what the number is now uh, for, for a franchise tag. Uh, so I, I just don't know what either one of them are thinking at this time, like which one of those sides. So if Dak Prescott is available, I think Chicago should definitely be going for him over Carson Wentz. But if he's not, Carson Wentz is not a, a bad number three option at the end of the day, uh, because uh, I think Carson Wentz needs a hard reset in the Philadelphia situation. And we can get in that a little bit later in today's show uh, about Philadelphia. But um <clears throat> I, I think that if he comes to Chicago, we don't have to give up so much to get him, in all honesty, because he's got that huge deal. Uh, that contract is enormous right now. Um, and then at the end of the day, uh, I think that Chicago could even get more back, even adding on to uh, Carson Wentz. If we trade away like our one this year, which is, I think, like the 20th pick or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, you, you give a couple of assets, uh, somebody like expiring contracts here or there, whatever it may be. Uh, I think we can get Carson Wentz in probably like a four or five, a fifth round pick uh, kind of moving forward to try to reset, kind of build around him a little bit more and, and kind of just move forward at this point. Yeah. And that's probably more realistic. Um, I'm not saying and you might not even have to give up a one for him at the end of at, right now. I don't know if you need to give up anything more than a three or a two or a three to, to get Carson Wentz at this point. Yes. His value or the price is coming down. I mean, and and the price, eh, I'm saying I'm, I misspoke. It, it's not coming down. They basically they started high and they wanted Very to ask for everything. And rightfully so, we you know because well, they were absurd. trying to compare it to the Jared Goff deal. Exactly, and you're trying to get as much as you possibly can, yeah. which I'm sure they was not going to get a whole lot of takers in in the beginning point. Now we're we're coming into doing in the midst of this week, like you're saying, his value, his, the price is starting to settle now. So we're starting to see where his value really is, and it it can't go anything higher than the two. Yeah, you know, and, and that might be stretching it as well. But a two, maybe a three. I'd give a couple of threes up for Carson Wentz for sure. Um, a two definitely, I think, is is 
price enough. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that Chicago needs to make a move. And, and, and I, I think that Carson Wentz could be the biggest one because at the end of the day, we need to also get off of this Nick Foles deal. So you trade Nick Foles back to um, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You get back Carson Wentz. You get back a, a what a, a three or four. We give them a, a, a two or three, whatever it is. Um, but you, you get back a pick. We're kind of swapping picks and we're swapping quarterbacks. I was, yes, I, it could go there. I, I I'd almost thought the way of they maybe um, they found a way where I completely forgot Nick Foles was still on the contract. I'm, for a while, it, it baffles me that they're on the contract. I mean, I think he's got two years stuff on. So left. I'm not going to even say what I was going to say because it won't matter because it won't happen at this point. But yes, if they can find a way to package up Nick Foles, that would be great. Because what I was going to say before that was it, it, the 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 benefit and the beauty of the uh, of the Carson Wentz of a Carson Wentz deal right now is no matter what team you are. You actually do not have to give up a quarterback in the, in the process. You can actually keep whoever you have yeah. and make them your backup. In Chicago's case, we don't want any other backups. We just no. We just need a clean slate. We didn't resign. Uh, we didn't sign uh, for uh, Mitch Trubisky's fifth year option, so we we don't have to deal with that. Uh, he's a free agent moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Nick Foles under contract, unfortunately. So. And we definitely want to get from up under that. Yeah. So I, I would go with the whole. And if I ended up with a Chase Daniels at the end of the day, who plays actually pretty well for Chicago, I'd probably go out there and try to pick. I'm just. Yeah. No, I, I love Chase Daniels. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I mean, Chase Daniels is one of those borderline could be a starter somewhere, you know, yeah. not necessarily Chicago. But I mean, but a two, three game, you know, sample size, not a bad. Not He's a done bad it a option. couple of times and he, he comes in and he. he keeps everything afloat he arguably played better than Mitch Trubisky a couple of, of those times that he that we had Chase Daniel come in uh Thanksgiving Day game for uh I think it was last year two years ago mm-hmm. uh he came in and he we, we were all like uh crap we don't have the the athleticism of Mitch Trubisky I, I don't know if we're gonna be able to win this thing and he pulls it out so um Chase Daniel he is not a horrible backup he's gonna be one of those guys who he might be looking to retire and just call it a career, uh, or he might be looking to say, "Hey, I, I loved my time in Chicago. I loved working with Matt Nagy before. Let's see what we we can do. Let's see if we can fix Carson Wentz if we couldn't fix Mitch Trubisky." So, <laughs> and is there any probability? And I'm just, or it, what would be the probability or the possibility of resigning um, Trubisky as a backup? I think it's pretty high. Uh, Trubisky has talked about wanting to come back, and and, and he he's loved the situation that we've been in. I mean, obviously we've kind of grown to love him more now that we we sat him and, and looked at the other possibility of having Nick Foles. I don't hate Mitch Trubisky. I, I hate what Chicago did to get him. Yes. I kind of mortgaged our future uh, and we, we could have not ever have even needed to be in this situation in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that he does still have talent. He does still have athleticism. He needs to learn a lot more. He needs to figure out how to read defenses, and he needs to be a thousand times better at decision-making. Uh, at, at the end of the day, you can't take costly sacks, and you can't throw costly picks. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that is the same situation that we're talking about with this last year with Carson Wentz, and, and it, you, a lot of people would argue this would be the same situation as having Mitch Trubisky. At the end of the day, I think that Carson Wentz has shown that he is MVP caliber. I mean, obviously, 2017, he led that team. He led the NFL, and, and I, I think 
if he didn't get injured in that LA Rams game, uh, Carson Wentz, he would have been the MVP for sure. We would have never even talked about Nick Foles getting another contract. Nick Foles would have retired after that year. Like it, it just would have been uh, everybody. This would be a completely different NFL if, if Carson Wentz didn't get injured. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Carson Wentz have statistically a better season 2018 than he did even in 2017? Possibly. I'm not entirely sure. I just know that the way that he was playing in 2017 in that run that Philadelphia had, um, Carson Wentz was for sure because it was going to be it was between Carson Wentz and and, uh, Tom Brady that year for for MVP. And once uh, Carson Wentz got injured, everybody was like, it's it's for sure going to be Tom Brady. So uh, it, it was I think Carson Wentz has been one of the best quarterbacks, young quarterbacks in the league. Unfortunately, the last two years, he the the team around him has been absolutely trash. Plus, his decision making and him kind of growing as a quarterback has been co- completely stagnant since that 2018 season. But I I really and I've I've talked about this on the show before. Uh, but my feelings for what Philadelphia did with Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. and we we can definitely touch on that when we get to the Philadelphia portion. Okay. Um, it, it it's just. The way that they treated him and the way that that whole situation ended, they could have handled that a thousand times better. There is definitely a way that that could have been fixed where mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is for sure not his confidence is shot because now you feel like you got to put a statue up for, for uh, Nick Foles and this, that, and the other. But before I get into that rant, uh, let's get back to <laughs> Chicago. Right. Um. So I, I just think that the the reset would be great for both sides if we go ahead and make that trade and go get Carson Wentz because he needs to get out of Philadelphia. He doesn't want to be there anymore. They really have not shown any way to build around him that they they have the foresight to be able to do that for him. Mm. And at the end of the day, uh, Chicago, their quarterback situation and then the quarterback situation we've been in since – Sid Luckman, or sorry, uh, Jim McMahon, uh, has, oh, has been yeah, absolutely right trash. <laughs> and we move on. All right. Um, now, like I said, Carson Wentz is one of those guys, and Deshaun Watson. Um, and then, I mean, what are your thoughts on Chicago trying to go uh, and get Dak Prescott? I think that's a long shot. I just like I said, it, it comes down to what happens with Jerry Jones and uh, Dak Prescott. What are those two sides thinking right now when it comes to to a long term deal? But I, because I think the only way that Dak gets that forty million dollar deal for five years mm-hmm. or, or however long he's looking to have that deal is in Dallas. But if Dallas isn't willing to do it, I think Dak's price comes down a little bit going anywhere else it has to because his market value is at 36.8 million yeah right now and the people that is in that range believe it or not carson wentz is in that list yeah he's like at 35 some 32 32 32 million as a you know average salary um and of course you got the patrick mahomes deshaun watson and russell wilson don't understand how Carson was getting this list <laughs> whatsoever. Well, but, it was his MVP season. He he would have won the MVP that year. And, and let me be fair. I not big on Carson Wentz. So I'm 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 oh, this is gonna be an interesting segment. <laughs> I'm trying to be fair, but um I mean Well, you're looking at a Dak Prescott versus Carson Wentz thing because this is what the topic of conversation's been since they both got drafted. Dak's been a fourth round pick. He's won games, he's done this, that, the other. 
Philadelphia. They they drafted him number two overall. Um, they traded up to go get him. Um, they they didn't care if it was Jared Goff or Carson Wentz. They thought that they were going to be great with either one of them, and they got Carson Wentz at the end of the day. To what a saying. Yeah, and but at the end of the day, I I really feel like if I mean. <laughs> This is really going to the Philadelphia situation and, and talking about their QB issues right do you now. Do you want to go into that or do you want to wait? Because we I, can wait. We can wait. Because I want to talk about Dak. But yeah, because yeah, the, this all come together. You, right. My brain is just jumbled because Dak, just, Carson, just Philadelphia, all of them. Yeah. If you can. But if, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to refrain because it is very... You, as you can it's hard it, to talk about Carson Wentz without talking about it. <laughs> this whole thing, yeah, we're at that point. It's really hard to get around this whole Philadelphia thing yeah. right now because it's it's huge. But we're going to try it. Yeah. So, so what you're saying and what you're talking about w- with that and your your issues with what you're looking at with, with Carson Wentz, it stems from the situation with Philadelphia mm-hmm. in Carson Wentz, and it stems from the success that success there's air quotes there with uh dallas and dak prescott yes they've won regular season games they didn't do anything with it though like and that's the end of the day like you haven't done anything because they're america's team they don't have to you know that's the whole thing if they don't look go like back to last week america's team is bs for that i know i should do that was a shameless ploy <laughs> plug i just did there but my point being but that's kind of what happens it's like dallas gets this ultimate pass like and then we talk crap about them all in the off season and then when the season starts we just suspend it no it's, it's ridiculous and, and i watch them because they're on tv all the time <laughs> but the at America's the end of the day they're not, you, you watch them every week and you're just like what is so why is everybody so in love with this team why is this the game of the week why <laughs> why is this the marquee midday game on fox every single week green bay it feels like it's always green bay dallas and i, I see it every single year about five times a year for some reason it feels like that every now just, and again they'll throw a new orleans in there, <laughs> yeah it's like this, you uh, got these little quick hitters in the game of the week 315 it doesn't make sense every, but, every single sunday because and this is not to rag on dak because dak is not the issue i mean we, it's been proven this year that dak was not the issue but at the end of the day dallas has not built a team around him and so i don't see why you would want to sign the long-term deal there they've paid everybody but you and you're the you're the constant and you're the steady guy there this entire time outside of Ezekiel Elliott obviously um but I I just don't see why you would want to stay in a situation where they're they 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 truly don't value you they they haven't they they haven't shown any saying hey we love you we want to make sure that you're you're our guy for the foreseeable future from now until the end of time because they haven't signed you to that deal when Carson Wentz has been injured and he's been playing like crap for the last two years and he got a long-term deal. But Jared Goff, he got a deal earlier than anybody else and he didn't do anything. He, he made it to the Super Bowl but was carried by the best defense in the league. And then it, it's just there's – and then you've got Deshaun Watson and, and, and Patrick Mahomes. Can't compare those two. Dak Prescott's not those guys. So, uh, and and that's exactly what Jerry Jones is probably saying to Dak's agent right now: is he, he's not these guys. I can't give him that money because he's not producing Super Bowls or, or or success like the or numbers like these guys are. But you're also not putting the team around him to do that. So, and that's what Dak would say to them. And that's the back and forth that's been going on for the last three seasons. And this and this past year gives him all the leverage. Yeah, because they were looking really good while he was in. And completely, the bottom completely fell out when he was gone, and which even 
um, Ezekiel Elliott couldn't even recover it for him, nor did the play call and even support that anyway. It just yeah. all went to, it just all went down the toilet at this at that from week five on. So that was pretty much the end of the Cowboys season at that point uh, until now. And here we are. With that, he does have all the um all the leverage to put in the uh, in the context of them winning. Yeah, and like you said, but that does not necessarily mean Jerry Jones is going to give in to that. He he probably even I don't see why he would because he didn't do it last year, and they were argu- they were better last year, or sorry two years ago, and then you had last year where they they missed the playoffs. So I mean, like, which what- is true because this, but this is the this is what it comes down to. So if they, if, you know, if Jerry Jones want to play this hardball, and you know, and I'm just I'm not gonna budge off my number, and if it's just a, uh, we talking about six seven million is what we were really arguing mm-hmm. about uh, at the end of the day, or one extra per year, year per year, right, you know, and some one or some one extra year deal, and I'm, you know, okay, so would probably be I'm just gonna guess fifteen to twenty million left on the table, and that's what's. Okay, if that's what it's gonna come down to, you're gonna move on. This is my question. I, I need to know this up front if I'm a Cowboys fan. Who is our next option? Because he's gonna tell me Andy Dalton. <laughs> so Andy let Dalton. me let me be clear. Andy Dalton's a free agent. Oh, he he's was only on a one year deal. On one year deal. Oh, wow. So, oh, I mean, here we are. Slays clean. We don't have Deshaun a quarterback Watson. under contract. I and we we had this behind closed doors. I made that comment where you know, what if Deshaun Watson jump ship and go from Houston to Dallas? That that would be insane. That's what I mean by that 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 dark horse team that jumps out of nowhere and all yeah. of a sudden. I mean, if anybody needs to give up some assets, is 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 Dallas? I'm like, we seen what you have. <laughs> Four billion dollar franchise. That up. <laughs> that needs to be busted up somewhat, yeah. somewhere in some form or fashion. So. It's just that that would be my dark horse team, but I'm not even going to speculate on that. That's just eh, yeah. you know we will we'll let let's just let the um the rest of the season play out. And, I mean the, the off season, yeah, the off season. I'm talking about like the winter season, yeah. You know? <laughs> and then we get into spring and getting closer to the draft. Let's see if that that story actually comes back up or picks up some kind of traction at that point. But uh, it's just we're going to have to see what happens with with, with this because I mean. If Dak becomes a free agent and he doesn't get franchise tagged again, which I I, I don't I don't see Jerry Jones doing it because that's literally why would you give up forty million dollars for one year if you wouldn't do it for four? I I, I don't see why you would do that because that that's what the that's what the cap charge is going to be. Well, and, and I don't even know if you have the money to do that. I mean, but we get in present day um, um, Kirk Cousins situation right now. Like, what was that all about? But. He got she got franchise tag two years in a row, and then he finally got the long term deal that he wanted. But I, I I think the Kirk Cousins thing is different because I honestly don't see another team giving Dak Prescott a forty million dollar deal, whereas Minnesota was actually interested enough, and also San Francisco was interested enough to because and that's where that competition was coming in, and so Minnesota gives him an eighty million dollar guaranteed contract, fully guaranteed contract, and I don't see another team doing something like that for Dak just because that success really isn't there. They. like I said, this is no there's no reflection on Dak himself because the t- team wasn't built around him. Mm-hmm. But same thing was kind of the situation with Kirk Cousins. And I, I just there's no 
no team coming out saying, well, if he's not there, we're going to give up. We're going to give you a five year, $40 million contract or no, you know what, Dak, just name your price. We want you just name your price. Let's however long you want to be here for however much money you want to be here. We're going to give you that deal because at the end of the day, he's going to get compared to Deshaun Watson and he's going to get compared to Patrick Mahomes. And if that team is giving up that much money in a, in a, cap restricted year where the cap is about to go down uh is what the speculation is and at the end of the day if that happens he, all the con- all the all the talk is going to be does Dak live up to that contract and can that team build around him the way that they want to uh to try to get him the success to actually live up to that contract and if he can't if the if the team can't and he can't live up to those expectations th- it's going to be looked at as a horrible deal both of the the GM and the head coach is going to get fired he's going to get shipped <laughs> out of town and at the end of the day you're going to be out 50 60 70 million dollars at, at, at after two years or something like that because you tried to to do what jerry jones wouldn't and jerry jones would look at it like i was right nobody should have ever given him that much money okay well let me respond to that by asking this question what would be the top two teams in the league right now that needs a starting quarterback today like they walk in, you're our starting guy. What two, if you had to think of two franchises in the league that need a starting quarterback right now? Today, if not like yesterday. Chicago is one. That's one. The Jets would be two. That wouldn't be my number two. <clears throat> Only because they got the draft. They're in, they're in a position where they can draft a quarterback in this draft. Oh, you're talking about a free agent quarterback then? Who? No, it could be a free agent quarterback, but I'm saying they're in a position right now where they're not high in the draft. They're not one of the top five. Oh, picks. Indy. Thank you. That is where I'm starting to. This is one of my speculations. Like as this develops, watch Indianapolis and what and this Dak Prescott thing. I think that could be a possible destination. Well, that's the talk between Chicago and Indy right now is with Carson Wentz. Is is he going to go to? <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. These are the two franchises that's really going to grab the next big person outside of a trade. These are both teams that were in the playoffs and got knocked out because of quarterback play. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. So when we say, I, you know, there's no market for Dak Prescott, I don't I, I think it's. I'm not saying that there's not a market. I just don't think that. Uh, it I think hasn't a lot of people. Are, yet. No, it I just is. think a lot of people are talking about how much money is going to be thrown at Dak Prescott if he hits the free market. And I'm like, I honestly don't think he's going to get the deal that he's looking for. I think the only team that would ever possibly give up forty million dollars a year mm-hmm. would be Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. And if he hasn't done it by now. What in the hell in the last three years has changed to make him think that now is the time to go in $40 million besides the fact that they completely, the bottom fell out this year? True. But I will throw this number at you. Um, Indianapolis has an estimated cap total, cap space of $78 million. I know. Indianapolis has all the money in the world, and, and that team is so good already, and they're so young. Yes. Yeah, so if I just carve out $40 million of that... <laughs> Just saying. No, I. There's still 38 million sitting there to sign whoever the heck you want to sign at this point. For this year, though. But you got to think of because that number is going to grow only a little bit by how much you're looking at, how much you're kind of back ending Dak Prescott's deal. If you're giving him $40 million this year, how much is that going to be? That's going to be almost $60 million by the end of that contract. Possibly. And I mean, Indianapolis might be trying to go all in right now. I will say. 
Chris Ballard is if there's anybody who can get a deal done like that, it would be him. He has been a fantastic GM. The way that he has constructed this Indianapolis team is absolutely ridiculous. They have such a good defense. They have a fantastic offensive line. They have weapons. They need more, in my opinion, but they have weapons. But they have $78 million in cap space this year. Like, they have so much money. I'm, I'm just saying, and I'm like, and really, what what is what is two extra receivers going to cost any team at this point? You know what I'm saying? You're not you're not going to be, oh, my God, we had to spend $50 million on two receivers. No, you no, can get them no for one's going to do that. You know, you're not even going to spend one, 25 on one. You know, so, yeah. you, and I mean, granted, what do they need outside of a quarterback? They need receivers, you yeah. know. They need to help out T.Y. out there. Definitely, because <laughs> T.Y. might not be out there next year. Oh, you know, true. Is we, he? Is that? Is, how much is? Is he, this is the last year of his contract? Uh, you know that's a good question. I was talking about just performance alone yeah. and his durability. Like he oh, yeah, really I mean, did not look that good. This, I mean, he, it's killing me in fantasy. <laughs> oh, for the, the, the three games he did play. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, I just, I couldn't get a break with my wide receivers this year. <laughs> I don't. Know I digress. This is not a fantasy, fantasy football no, show. I don't, I don't <laughs> That's a tragic conversation to have right now. Yeah. It's not a good fantasy year. COVID <laughs> asterisk year. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Moving on. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm remiss. Every time we talk about Chicago, I'm, I, I just think of a, a just a two-sided coin. I mean, Chicago and Indianapolis is joined at the hip until the draft. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. It's, and there, and there, yeah, there's this, this, this low-level, quietest kept Carson Wentz sweepstakes going on right now. And they're trying to figure out which team is going to get them and which team isn't going to get them. And I, <laughs> I just think, you know, for whatever we say for Chicago, I think the same rule applies to Indianapolis equally. I mean, let's talk. I we, I want to get to Philadelphia just because we've we've teased it so many times, but I it, we That's brought fine. up India already. Mm-hmm. So I want to say this. I honestly feel like Indy has not given a fair shake to Jacoby Brissett yet. Hmm. In all, and this is not to say that Jacoby Brissett is by far any better than any one of the guys on this mm-hmm. list, but I really do think if you're if you're comparing Jacoby Brissett to Carson Wentz right now, mm-hmm. you have Jacoby Brissett on, on your team. He he's been in that organization for two, three years now. I, I can't remember how long it's been. Two years. Um, and and all honest, he's played well every single time he's out there on the field. He's he's never looked like the worst. He's never looked like Mr. Trubisky. He, he's he, he he's not been Tom Brady, obviously. He couldn't, but at the end of the day, but he wasn't Garoppolo either. Yeah, and, and so I, I I honestly think that he played better than Garoppolo did in that time where uh you know <laughs> the four games that uh, uh Tom Brady was uh taken out mm-hmm. or suspended suspended um at, what was that three four years ago now but four seasons. At, at the end of the day, his time in Indianapolis, he's been a very good quarterback, and and, and Indy has not completely fallen off, and, and and has been this this team that has never thought of to being able to make the playoffs just because they were a quarterback away. While jo- Jacoby Brissett has been in there, I mean, they, they've been a couple of weapons away. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's never been the quarterback issue. They've always had a quarterback on their roster for the last few years since Peyton Manning left. So it's like. It's interesting you say that because as of right now, they have no one. Kobe Brissett is a free agent. Oh, 
I did not know that. <laughs> so, I thought Jacoby Brissett was still on the roster. And, and I figured you did. And that was the reason why I was just, you know, I wanted, I'm glad you said all that because I wanted to just conclude that he's not even on the roster. And this is what I mean by Indianapolis is, if not just as that, de- they should be more desperate because that mean the Bears do have Nick Foles, Nick Foles on contract. <laughs> but they statistically, they don't have no one under con, no one under contract that's plays quarterback position whatsoever. So. Wow. <clears throat> I, again, this Dak Prescott thing right, doesn't I have everything traction. I said. <laughs> doesn't have traction, but I'm what I'm saying is, wait for it. If it yeah. comes up, do not act like no, you're it, so surprised that this this came out of nowhere. It didn't come out of nowhere. Okay, either. because that that was the thing that I was thinking about when when it comes to Carson Wentz and on all of these free agents is everybody's immediately Indianapolis, 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 mm-hmm. and I'm like, why they have Jacoby Brissett? The fact that they don't that is was, that answers that question for me. I had to me. look up the same reason because I was not understanding. Like, and that was to your point. I knew where you were going. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I already looked this up. So yeah. Okay. So Jacoby Brissett's not on roster. That makes more sense. Why Indy has been the topic of conversation along with Chicago, but that makes a ton more sense now. But I think the Philip Rivers retirement thing overshot that, and it, matter of fact, it did. They didn't yeah. even oh, mention. Oh, for sure. It. And so they just they they lost two quarterbacks in one fell swoop, and no one, no one said a word. You know, so will they bring him back? That remains to be seen. I that would probably be he would probably be my number two choice outside of can I bring somebody else into the organization? I mean, if I can't get Deshaun Watson, if Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. goes to Miami, he's off the board. Um, if Dak Prescott stays in Dallas, he's off the board. You're looking really at Carson Wentz and who else? Um, uh, Gardner Minshew, Drew Locke, <laughs> like Sam Darnold. I mean, outside of bringing Jacoby Brissett back. Yeah. Um, I mean... Well, I dare say Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, and that was going to be the other thing that I talked about with Chicago is that Mitch Trubisky being a free agent now, he has the opportunity to come back to Chicago, be a backup if he would like to, um, or he could go somewhere and try to re resurrect his career, um, which I don't think is a bad option for him either. He, he might need a hard reset. I mean, there might not be a lot of suitors for him. There not might not be a lot of teams that are willing to, pay whatever amount they're look that he's looking for 10 11 12 million dollars a year uh but i mean if he's willing to go, say hey i'll sit behind somebody for a year whether that's tom brady going down to tampa or something like that uh try to learn from somebody and, and get whatever knowledge he can mm-hmm. that's a great option for him um i mean Definitely, because they have no quarterback. They, they, they have, have no backups. They have no backups on 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 the active route. And I think that that would be that. I think that would be huge for Tampa actually to get Mitch Trubisky to to have that change of pace kind of quarterback. I mean, he can he can give you looks that Tom Brady can't in those scouting sessions. And he's an insurance policy because I'm going to say what everybody is not failing to say <laughs> here: the, the man will be 44 next year. And, yes, he will. Um. Granted, yes, he he won at forty three. As um, definitely played above a game manager, much, way above. Wasn't then that you know a top ten quarterback this year? Yeah. And at forty three, and that's fine. But the question is, he's only one good hit away, like anybody, but one good hit away from being knocked out a couple games, being knocked out for his career, and may, mm-hmm. maybe seen him from his you know for the last time ever. And we we definitely do not want to see him you know carted out of here for yeah. for a career that to be a. Heck of a way to go. Worst way to go out, man, for, him. for for his legacy. Yeah, and why not get a why not get yourself at least a um, insurance policy? He's not the future. 
Yeah. But he definitely, I mean, hell, he's he's definitely going to, He's not Jameis Winston, and Jameis Winston is okay. I mean, I mean, granted, but he's not going to go in there and throw you 30, 30 interceptions either. If he had no. to go into the game, um, he's played in North Carolina. He'll be down in Tampa, so he's down in that. He's used the to that area, again. that yeah. climate and region. And you know, I think you know he might thrive. You know, in in that aspect, or if nothing else, learn from the best. Yeah, and learn from the. I don't want to say greatest. <laughs> learn from the greatest of this. Go era. ahead, say it. Go ahead. Of this era, you know, <laughs> within the last twenty years, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yes. And that that could be a good a good option for him or a situation like 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 that. I would say either that or go to his alma mater. Go to New England. Learn from Bill Belichick. Go learn from uh what what's his name? Josh uh McDaniels. Uh figure out that offense. Figure out how to how how did Tom Brady read defenses? Like what was mm-hmm. what was that process? What what was that what was the Patriot way? Like uh, does that work for him cuz I mean you're you're looking at a, a guy who's in the mold of not in the physical aspect but he can still run kind of like Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. He can throw I, I would say this year he's thrown better than Cam Newton. So at the end of the day does that give him a better option uh, to go? Does that give uh, New England a better option? Uh, you kind of want to do the same thing. You want to you want to be able to kind of rethink your offense to go with an athletic QB. Mm-hmm. You want to try to kind of put in these nuances, these, these new little ways to 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 get the ball down the field. Uh, be creative. I think Mr. Trubisky in New England would be an interesting proposition. Again, maybe not the future, but an opportunity for New England to say, "Hey, we're in a rebuild mode." Let's right. see what he can do. Let's see what he brings, and let's see what we can give him. And Trubisky's actually playing with house money because once they had to bring him back in, and he played well. He played well enough to show that he kept you know Chicago in playoff contention. He went back to 2017, or sorry, 2018 when we made the playoffs the first time. Went back to hey, I just don't, I, I just can't f this up. Like right. <laughs> that's all I got to do is not f this up. And he and, 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 and as funny as it says. Funny to say this, he didn't. He yeah. actually, I mean, I, if anybody heard me going into this season about Mitchell, oh my God, if I couldn't have been, trust me, I, I heard it every play, day. <laughs> this guy here, and to have to pull my t- tail that I don't have between my legs <laughs> and sit here and 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 rethink my life choices <laughs> about the NFL and go back and actually embrace the idea of Trubisky coming back in, yeah. And, which letting you know of just how did. bad Nick Foles played, which I was all, you know, I wasn't big on Nick Foles, but I also was, oh, Nick Foles would be uh, definitely a step up from Trubisky. And oh, my goodness, nope. he done X, Y and Z and this, this and that. Yeah, he did. He just didn't do it for Chicago. No, and that was the all. problem. You know, and I'm so sorry. He did it everywhere but here. And with that, we don't need that. I don't understand why he's on such a large contract and because I'm like, he never showed... He never had a large sample size of success, so I'm like, why are we getting? And to be fair to Chicago, that is not Chicago's fault. That is Jacksonville's fault. We inherited that contract from Jacksonville. Arguably, we we had a lot of options last year outside of Nick Foles. Yeah, we did. But at the end of the day, we ended up with him. You know, that's Chicago. They always take the bad deal. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. All right, moving well, on. <laughs> I think now is time. Let's talk about Philadelphia. Yes. Let's talk about that situation. I'm sure you've been waiting for this. Oh, yes. I let me start by saying 
Carson Wentz has a lot of things that he needs to correct. He needs to be a thousand times better at decision making. He needs to stop trying to be the hero, play hero ball every single down. Mm-hmm. He needs to learn how to throw the ball away. He needs to learn how to, how to live live for another down. Well, let's just hey, this is a lost down. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Let's go next play. With that being said, Philadelphia has a thousand percent failed Carson Wentz, in my opinion. Hmm. I feel like Philadelphia, and I've told, I think I've explained this to you once or once or twice in the past, how bad they handled the 2017 championship run. Mm-hmm. It, I think, it was the most idiotic thing to ever bring back Nick Foles after they won that Super Bowl. His oh. trade value was so high after that season. Granted, you did. You thought that you were going to be able to to franchise tag him and trade him away after the the following season, but his trade value was lower in in the first place after that season. And it didn't make any sense why you would ever come back to a locker room and say, "Hey, Carson Wentz is still injured. He he still got some things to work out. I get why you would want to keep Nick Foles in the roster because he knows the system already. Mm-hmm. He gives you that opportunity to keep you afloat, right?" Get I a hundred percent understand that, but at the end of the at the end of the day, you already had questions of wait, is Carson Wentz the future now? Are we sticking with Nick Foles for the remainder of the year? Like there was guys in that locker room with that question, mm-hmm. and if you as an organization had the, the the thought, Carson Wentz is our future. We 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 want to make sure that he is the guy that we go with for the. However long, mm-hmm. <clears throat> what was the point of keeping Nick Falls? He, you, I get it. You wanted to stay afloat for the for the two weeks that Carson Wentz was injured. It's two weeks. Go get somebody off of off a of free agency to bring in and play. Get somebody who's athletic like Carson Wentz to try to keep all everything cohesive. Mm-hmm. Because you had two weeks that turned into three weeks that I think turned into four weeks of, of Carson Wentz having to sit because he wasn't ready to come back. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Foles didn't play bad, and everybody's like, all right, he's the future. Carson Wentz is the future. He's going to be even better. He's going to be able to do this, that, and the other. And in all honesty, that's, that, that MVP season that he had was not 100% Carson Wentz. It was the, the fact that they had a great defense. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that they were getting the ball in plus territory half the time. It was the fact that they had a running game where that you had a three-headed monster of running backs with mm-hmm. Jay Ajayi. You had Darren uh, – was it Darren Sproles? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Darren Sproles was still there. And then you had one more guy. Corey Clement. Corey Clement. This is yeah, prior to Mike Sanders. Yeah, it's just an amazing backfield that that offense had hit, had it set up for him to just be successful. All he had to do was the Mitch Trubisky thing. Don't f it up. <laughs> That's all you had to do. <laughs> and so he w- went out there and he did he did more than not f it up. He went out there and he played fantastic football that year. And if, like I said, if that was the the outlook that you had for the offense, and and that's the outlook that you had for Carson Wentz moving forward, bringing back Nick Foles was the worst decision you've ever made. Because now you have a guy who has to come in while Carson Wentz is still injured, play decent football, and now everybody in that locker room, because Nick Foles is a leader, he is a, he's kind of like a, a Cam Newton. He walks mm-hmm. into the locker room, he's not going to just be silent. He's going to mm-hmm. come in and say, "Hey." This is football. Let's go out and play. Let's do this. And he galvanizes the troops 
somehow i don't know but he does it right uh and then at the end of the day you have guys in that locker room that are now looking at nick Foles as the leader not carson Wentz. you you bring down car you bring down nick Foles's uh trade value by putting him out there and he's not playing that super bowl mvp level he's playing the regular season nick Foles level Mm -hmm. it's keeping you afloat but it's not spectacular Right. And so you don't really find a trade partner for him because you you waited too long. Didn't they end up leading, letting him go free agency? Yep, they, they let him walk because they, they wanted to sign him to uh, they wanted to franchise tag him for a year. Okay. But they were tr- they were calling teams uh, that following season, I think 2018 offseason. And they're trying to find a trade partner, mm-hmm. but they can't. Nobody wants to trade for him on a on a on that deal. On, on a on a franchise tag rightfully so <laughs> yes and so you kind of shot Carson Wentz's confidence by building up Nick Foles's confidence and building up Nick Foles's pedigree in the locker room and now everybody's gravitating to Nick Foles and not Carson Wentz as the leader <laughs> and then when he comes back doesn't play fantastic he he still was injured but then once he finally kind of got everybody together, he gets that team into the playoffs, he gets injured again. And you bring back Nick Foles in there. And yes, you beat Chicago, Chicago, <laughs> but then you lose to uh, quite handedly to New Orleans on a, a last second play. But it, New Orleans was in control of that game. So Nick Foles clearly wasn't the guy and you, you then you go ahead and you try to do this whole uh franchise tag trade situation to try to get whatever assets you can for the guy you don't you let him go for nothing so now you're looking at a a, a, a locker room now that has gravitated to a guy that wants to put a statue up of the of your backup out in the front of this of the stadium <laughs> and then, oh, God. and then all of the guys in the locker room are saying, "Why did we let go of Nick Foles and not let go of Carson Wentz?" Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, this has had to be one of the biggest NFL conundrums that ever happened. Because what the strangest part of this whole story, and what what the, what the problem is, it was never really the quarterbacks. It wasn't even how they handled the quarterbacks. The problem was they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> that that's the conundrum like you we, we we have i probably have seen this kind of situation this quarterback controversy type of thing did you start the the, the, the do you bring the injured player mm-hmm. back because of the, i've seen it every which way possible scenario it could possibly play out and then it got trumped with this situation <laughs> Because this is for the first time it was a contending team that actually had an injury and then the, the backup comes in and all basically they don't lose a beat. And then he pulls them and pushes them through and gets this team their first title in, in like for ages. And now... Their first title like, ever. No, I feel... Hmm. I'm pretty sure that's Philadelphia's first title. Was it they first? Oh, but yeah, because they, they lost. The, they were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of the 80s though. See... Okay. Uh... You, I think you're right because I think they lost. Maybe they lost to Oakland or the Raiders, the Los Angeles. I'm 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 drawing a blank right now. <clears throat> However, I'll keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, it just caused such a conundrum. And then for which you have just have wa- walked out the entire process, it has been the most confusing situation. Where the best thing it, this team or franchise could have did at any point was this: just pick one of the guys. 
I don't care who at this point because it it ultimately wrecked your your franchise in this in the meantime. And now we're in this Carson Wentz in, issue or situation right now. Mm-hmm. Where they could if they, if you was gonna go with foes, commit to them and commit to them full wholeheartedly. They just just is wavering back and forth thing. It, it yes, I say it caused the rifts and confusion in the locker room, as you can see. Then the, the team that you've seen, the team has been looking. Oh my god, it has been just a a, a slow spiraling downward spiraling situation that's been going on over the last couple seasons now. People have been putting up numbers. They have shown good individual um, um, accolades and, and, and mm-hmm. accomplishments. But as a team, oh man, this team is getting worse. But I mean, when you're leading your your division with with, with four wins mid season, <sighs> four. <laughs> what did they finish with six? You know, yeah, I think they went six, twelve, and one. And they were leading <laughs> with four in or, mid season. Um, that's yeah. I'm just I know it's a bad division, but it speaks to a bad team. Also, and it just the franchise it just it never really recovered. It got a title out of it, which was the interest. That's why it's a conundrum. And yeah. it's just they it got a title out of it. But I think the, yeah, the Super Bowl definitely made it seem like well, we can't just let go of the Super Bowl MVP. But yeah, you do because you if you, you've made the decision, you said Carson Wentz is our guy. You said it time and time again. Carson Wentz is not losing his job due to injury because he was the MVP before the Super Bowl MVP took over. Right. So he, you, you were saying like, well, if this was Carson Wentz, he would have done the same thing. He would have probably even done better. That's what you were saying. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. So if that's the case, you got a Super Bowl MVP as a trade asset. How much could you've gotten back for him? Right. At the at the time. If you go Super Bowl March 17th, whenever the new league year starts, you say, mm-hmm. hey, I got the Super Bowl MVP here, trade asset, who wants him? There would have been at least a third of the league clamoring to bid to get that pick. You would have had probably or get that guy, and you would have had probably six six teams offer number one picks probably give you some extra picks in the, in the process as well. And then at the end of the day, you can build around Carson Wentz, get him protected. So you don't have him get injured again. Mm -hmm. You get him more weapons uh, outside of just Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar and, and whoever else was, was the wide receivers and, and running backs at the time. You, you protect them more. You continue to build that defense uh, and continue to just you, you just say, hey, let's run it back next year. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you, like I said, when it comes to the fact that he was still injured at the beginning of the year, go get a backup. Go get somebody who is just a backup. Mm-hmm. Go get a Chase Daniels. Go get a, a Blaine Gabbard. Go get an Andy Dalton, whoever it is. I know Andy Dalton at the time was still starting for Cincinnati and whatnot, but at the end of the day, you you didn't have to have Nick Foles on the roster to, to keep you afloat. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles doesn't play fantastic regular season football. That, that he, he never has. He had an outlier season. It was because this was still at the same time. It's funny that this was the exact same year. Case Keenum was the outlier for Minnesota that same year, and he drove them all the way up until the uh, NFC Championship game to lose to Philadelphia and Nick Foles at the time. So I think that they were looking at what was happening with Case Keenum. They got confused. They were like, well, we got to keep our backup for now until we can figure out what's happening with our starter. 
it just the whole situation I, I they they mismanaged it you shot Carson Wentz's confidence by keeping a guy around who everybody else was gravitating towards while he was trying to lead the team and try to mm-hmm. figure out his way as a young quarterback in the league and then you you move to next year to the 2019 season and he plays hero ball to get them into the playoffs and now everybody's like oh now we got the MVP Carson Wentz back now let's just put some pieces around him mm-hmm. and then what do you do in the draft? You go and get Jalen Rager, who is an injury-prone, decent wide rec- college wide receiver, instead of going with the surefire Justin Jefferson, who is sitting there, who everybody knew was going to be that guy. And who does he go to? Minnesota and bowls out in front of you. The same thing. I just you you keep making these misstep, missteps time and time again. And you're looking at a, a guy and then you don't even want your head coach back at the time, really. And the head coach doesn't want to be there. And now you're looking like, OK, well, do we want Carson Wentz? Do we not? Right. All of last season, he comes in, you lose the first game of the season, you tie your second game of the season. And now everybody's talking about how bad is Carson Wentz. And then at the end of the day, you bring in Jalen Hurts. I think prematurely. I get that Carson Wentz was having some issues that year, it, it, all year long. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts wasn't ready. He had two good games, and then for the rest of the season. You know, let's be clear. Philadelphia just wasn't ready for the season. So they started out. In, I mean, they really was not ready for this season. Not at all. Um, but I t- <laughs> we almost seen this conundrum situation up before in the past. Buffalo, The Buffalo Bills almost pulled this off in 1992. Jim Kelly goes down in the first in the, in the, in a divisional round playoff game, but and Frank Reich, the backup, comes in, and not only does he comes in, he has the greatest comeback ever in playoff history to date against the uh, against the Houston Oilers, mm-hmm. um, in a in an overtime in an overtime game in a divisional round, and with that being said, Jim Kelly never came back. He put and they and Frank Reich carried this team all the way through to the play to the to the Super Bowl until they met the Dallas Cowboys and lost fifty two to seventeen. But had he won that, we would have been in the same Nick Foles Carson Wentz situation. My point would have been how crazy would that have been to be like? I don't think Buffalo Bill fans would have been like, you know what? I think we're gonna go with Frank Reich and let's just get rid of Hall of Famer John, Jim Kelly yeah. and we don't need this guy. Yeah. And who are you serious? And that's what I'm trying to get at with and what you were making a point with with Philadelphia. Nick Foles was the backup. He did what he (laughs) was asked to do to the fullest. And that was win the title as a backup to come in and substitute for the guy who got knocked out. That does not mean you substitute his career and you become the the game. You know, you're, you're not a franchise quarterback because the question is, if that is the case, Philadelphia... You could have got a king's ransom for, for Carson Wentz before all the you know before the next few seasons yeah. played this played itself out and now look here you are let's fast you don't forward have, to today you're probably not going to have either at the end of the day you're right you're struggling <laughs> to get moving now it, when you could have got I mean you could have got anything you wanted for it, it, that was going to be the other point is that if you if you didn't come to the realization that you wanted Carson Wentz to be your future. You got the Super Bowl MVP. Move Carson Wentz, this young asset who was almost the MVP of the year before he got injured. Move him. And I, I just come. It just it doesn't. You, the way it, I play it, it, it spoke to me. What played out in Philadelphia is that the arc, upper organization had they were split on what they wanted to do. They just could not come to a consensus, mm-hmm. and they mucked it up. 
they just did not know what to do. And we seen what played out. And then you bring Carson Wentz back, but you kind of bring back a jaded Carson Wentz. Like, you know, I mean, y'all ain't really committed to me and you, you got, you, or you kind of half committed or, well, we don't have anybody else. It's just you, Carson, you know, kind of thing. And- I don't even think it was that. I think that, I don't think Carson Wentz was pissed about that. I think that he, hmm. I think he was pissed that they didn't, they didn't choose him. They didn't, they didn't go all in on him. Yes, that that they should have, in my opinion. But kind of in his feelings at the end of the season this year. But okay, well, yeah, no, this year. But I'm talking about last I year. I think it all connects. But go, go. Ahead. Uh, what I was I like saying two years ago, I think that he was just more coming into the locker room. I was like, oh, they chose you instead mm-hmm. of. Uh, we got Carson Wentz back. Hey, let, let's go win this thing now. We, we got our guy. Th- it wasn't that. It was like, oh, we went with Nick. F- we, we we didn't go with Nick Foles. Oh, we let him go. Like, right. that was the question. And it's a freaking statue up of Nick Foles <laughs> instead of Carson Wentz. The, 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 again, a guy who almost won the MVP before. He, the only reason why he didn't is because he got injured in week 12. Only reason why he didn't. And you're looking at this now where... You're not going to have either one of the quarterbacks, more than likely. Both of them are going to be gone. You're probably going... Jalen Hurts is gone? No, no, I'm talking about Nick Foles oh, and, Nick and, Foles. and Carson right, Wentz. Right. They're, 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 both of those QBs are gone. Right. Um, and then you're probably going into the season with Jalen Hurts as your starting quarterback, which I, this is not to rag on Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying that he's a bad quarterback. He definitely can be great. I want him to be. I, I liked him. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts has had an interesting time with his amateur and pro football career where he got beat out by Tua and then took it back, won a title, yeah. went to Oklahoma, made it to the playoffs. Now he's with Philadelphia figuring things out, Carson. Yeah. It, it's a, He's had an interesting time. It's a typical it, journeyman. <laughs> you know, and that's fine. And that's the, the direction they want to go in. I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts being the franchise QB yet. It, it, like I said, it, he could develop into that. Maybe there's something that Philadelphia sees in him that we don't yet. I mean, they're there every single day. But uh, from what I've seen on the field, he had two great games coming in where Great games, air quotes around that, only because it's in comparison to what was happening with Carson Wentz at the time. Mm-hmm. And then you're also looking at there's a good opportunity to win this division and make it to the playoffs no matter what, because the division sucks. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, it. I just don't know if Jalen Hurts has what it takes to overcome all of this. I mean, he wasn't able to overcome the Tua situation. He wasn't able to overcome the Oklahoma situation. He was a second round pick. I mean, it just, it, I'm not totally sold on it. And I, I think that, like I said, Philadelphia has grossly mismanaged Carson Wentz in, in the situation that they, they, they've created for themselves because mm-hmm. they didn't make the right decision or they didn't, they didn't make a decision back in 2018. So at the end of the day, they, they just needed they, – they've brought this all upon themselves. And I don't think – again, Carson Wentz has a ton of things that he needs to figure out. Mm-hmm. He needs to play better. He needs to make better decisions when he's when he's under center. He needs to be able to be better at the pre-snap reads. He needs to stop playing hero ball. He needs to just play football and go back to 2017 where it's, hey, I just don't need to F this up. Let's just go play football. Let me make my read. Let me make sure that I'm throwing it to the right spot, wherever it is, whatever that, whatever that, whatever iteration that is, mm-hmm. they need to go back to that. Whoever ends up with Carson Wentz mm-hmm. and to rebuild his confidence so that he can get back to the 2017. Just, I'm just playing football. I don't care about anything else. I think a trade would do half of that for him all right off the top. Yeah. Just a new, a fresh start. Um, 
he can definitely. I mean, what do you think the probability of him staying in Philadelphia this year? If you had to, I mean, just, I mean uh, we don't have any I, anything to go off of. Just what's your hunch <laughs> on this? I mean, the situation for me is it seemed like when they got rid of Doug Peterson, they were going all in on Carson Wentz. But with everything that's been coming out, and now it sounds like Jeffrey Jeffrey Lurie, who the owner of the team, he's not sold on Carson Wentz, even though he shipped out the 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 head the head coach mm-hmm. that was saying that J- uh, Carson Wentz wasn't the guy for this year. It, it just I I really don't know what the front office even what their decision or thought process is. It, it, like I said, it looks like Carson Wentz is out because Carson Wentz has come out and said I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's just his side of the, the the view of everything, and they've put in a lot of money into him. So I, it's hard to imagine a GM just saying uh, I, I made the wrong decision. I shouldn't have given him this money. It's hard for GMs to, to get over their own ego and say, well, I've made a mistake. Right. Um, so there's a possibility he comes back. I would say probably at most 25% chance he comes back, but I think there's it's overwhelming majority. I would say he would, he would be leaving. He's going somewhere. I don't know where. So you're Andy, low on this. Yeah, I'm very low on him okay. coming back. That's, that's what I want. I just wanted to see where you're high or low. I guess I could have just acted yeah. that way. But yes, I'm in the same boat. I just I could stay. I just think it's, it's a long shot at this point. I think it's I think it's probably best for the, this, this franchise and this quarterback yeah. to part ways and move on, you know, literally. Which is insane to say with him being so young and, and they just signed him to a contract. But it just seems like they're, they're, it doesn't make sense to bring him back for if you're Philadelphia mm-hmm. and it doesn't make sense for him to want to be there if you're Carson Wentz. Right. So it just it makes too much sense to move on for, for both sides. Mm. All right. <clears throat> well, um, I didn't have a whole lot to add to that because I think we we really covered that pretty thoroughly. So uh, we tried beating around the bush for so long, it just felt right, good. They finally right, get it right. out there. It's out there. <laughs> I don't. Have, I don't want to even follow up behind that. I think that it should. It, we can end it on that note alone. That is. Right. It remains to be seen what Philadelphia is going to do. I. You know. Hopefully, within the next week or so, we'll be. Updating the updating the you know yeah. the listeners here to that Philadelphia did something did this did yeah. traded that guy or whatever the case I think that's going to be one of the next teams that's what the next shoe is going to drop it's gonna definitely got to be somewhere within that Philadelphia Chicago Indianapolis area yeah. some, one of these three franchises no that's going to be I mean outside of Deshaun Watson that's going to be the next shoe to drop uh, I mean mm-hmm. it's him it's it's Deshaun Watson Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott are the three biggest quarterback names that are technically on the market right now Uh, more
Thank you.